We are back for another Halloween edition of Run the Damn Ball podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Bertrillo. Alongside me is Matt Schramm. Hell yeah, let's get it, baby. It's a little eerie tonight. Perfect Halloween weather. Football coming in there. Cold weather starting to kick in. Listen, last week I gave you some big time winners. I went five and two. I'm about to do that again. Maybe seven and zero this weekend. Get ready, baby. Yeah, baby. Time for spooky bitches this weekend, baby. Let's get some winners. Here we go. We're gonna jump into our start sit portion of the pod. I'm gonna kick it to Matt. Matt, who are you starting this week at the quarterback spot? It seems like he is one of our favorite players. I'm starting Justin Herbert. The guy is an absolute freak out there 14 touchdowns of three picks last three games the guy has 10 touchdowns to one interception kind of sounds like josh allen his first three games and we uh everybody loved him calling him the early season favorite to win mvp besides my guy russell wilson but listen they're playing the broncos take away that snow game last week because that was just insane and uh the Broncos are giving up average of 22 fantasy points to guys like Ryan Tannehill, Big Ben, and Tom Brady. I think Justin Herbert fits right into that category with those guys. Herbert is a beast, and I think he's going to easily get at least 25 fantasy points this weekend. Yeah, Herbert looks good rolling right now. I'm going to start Carson Wentz. Wentz has been solid in fantasy football terms, scored at least – 21.4 points in his last four and four of his last five games. He gets the Cowboys defense, who is atrocious, allowing nearly 21 points per game to receivers. Three different quarterbacks have scored plus 29 plus points versus Dallas this year. So fire up Carson Wentz this week. Matt, who are you leaving on the bench? Big name here. Leaving him on the bench. I know you left him on the bench last week and he tore you up. I'm sitting Drew Brees. Sit his ass down. We can't get this wrong two two weeks in a row. Uh, he's playing the tough Bears team. No quarterback has scored 20 fantasy points yet against the Bears, and they've played some great QBs. Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady. Brees has been good, but it's been against the Panthers and the Chargers, who their defenses haven't been too good. Um, I'm going to say this Bear team gets after Big Brees. He might throw a few picks, get sacked a bunch. I'm saying sit Drew Brees this week. Yeah, I don't see much scoring in that one at all. I'm sitting Ben Roethlisberger at the Baltimore Ravens. Big Ben has 14.3 points in his last each of his last th- three games, but Ben does not fare well in Baltimore. Has scored fewer than 15 points in eight of his 11 career games versus the Ravens down there. So. I'm going to sit Big Ben this week. Running backs, Matt, which way are you going? I'm going with Melvin Gordon. I got him in one of my leagues. I think this is a huge revenge game for Big Gordon. Um, he's playing the Chargers, and the Chargers' last four opposing running backs have scored at least 18 fantasy points. I think that's insane. I think with Phillip Lindsay on a concussion protocol, probably won't play this week. I think Gordon's going to get the touches. And uh, anytime Gordon has got 18 touches or more, he's scored a touchdown, and that has happened four times this year. I think this is a no-brainer. Gordon gets in the end zone and has 
at least 80 yards this week. I also have a revenge game for a running back. I'm going Levy on Bell. Yeah, baby. First, the Jets. Here we go. Revenge game. Jets defense has allowed eight total touchdowns to running backs and the seventh most points to fantasy running backs. The big line here, it's like 19 and a half, leads to a good game script for Lev. I think he's going to put some points up versus former team. I definitely think, think he finds his way into the end zone in this one. Matt, running back, leaving on the bench. Running back, leaving on the bench. I'm going with Devin Singletary. The guy has been struggling, averaging 6.7 points in his last three games. Zach Moss got some more snaps last week. He only had five fewer snaps than Big Devin Singletary. I think that offense is struggling a little bit. I think they're going to go to the air game. I think it's going to be a big game from Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs if they want to beat New England. So I'm saying you're not going to see much of Devin Singletary. You might see Zach Moss down at the goal line. Sit Devin Singletary this week. I'm going with David Montgomery versus the Saints. Saints defense only allowed five touchdowns this season to backs. Montgomery is averaging a porous 0.77 fantasy points per touch that's terrible the volumes there for Singletary I just don't think he's a great player right now and teams know Foles can't beat him with their arms that are stuffed in the box sit David Montgomery this week now let's go to the wide receiver spot Matt who you firing up wide receiver I'm pumped about and is taking over the early season right now I'm starting T Higgins last two games he's been over 18 and a half fantasy points the guy is red hot over his last three games, he's averaged 23 targets and has caught 15 passes, so he's getting the ball thrown his way. Even with Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green, Joe Burrow is spreading it out. Joe Mixon is out, so they're going to keep throwing the ball. Bernard had a solid game, but he had a lot of points in the receiving game, not too much rushing. So I think they're going three wide. I think the Titans are going to cover up the top guy, try to take Tyler Boyd away. I think it's going to leave T. Higgins wide open, just like last week. When the old Titans tried to take away Claypool and Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson went off, Titans ranked 26 in pass defense, allowing 272 yards a game. I think this makes for a big, juicy game for T. Higgins. Yeah, I like T. Higgins. My guy, I'm a big fan. I'm going to go. My start is Brandon Ayuk at Seattle. Ayuk coming off a solid game versus the Pats in Week 7. He gets the Seattle defense, who is allowing a mind-boggling 60.2 fantasy points per game to wide receivers. That's nuts. No Debo Samuel this week with an ankle injury. Ayuk gets a juicy matchup versus the Seahawks. Keep Ayuk in your lineups. Matt, who are you putting on the bench? On the bench, I'm putting our guy who we've liked a lot this season. Has been playing late, has been playing good of late. I'm sitting Devontae Parker. Parker going up against Jalen Ramsey and that Rams defense. The Rams have only let one receiver score over 10.7 fantasy points this year. It's not looking like a good matchup. Devontae Parker, last week, I thought he was going to explode. The guy, sorry, his last game, they're on a bye week. His last game against the Jets, we all thought he was going to explode. He only had three catches. And the week before that, when they did blow out the 49ers, he only had two catches. Devontae Parker, where he at? Sit his ass on the bench. I 
right, here we go. I'm going to sit Mike Evans this week on Monday Night Football at the New York Giants. I know you probably want to start with no Chris Godwin, but hear me out. He's going to draw James Bradbury this week, and he's going to shadow him everywhere on the field. Last six matchups have not been great for Evans versus Bradbury. Week two, 2019, four catches for 61 yards. Week nine, 2018, one catch for 16 yards. And week six, 2019, he did have nine for 96 and no touchdowns. He has not scored a touchdown versus James Bradbury when Bradbury's been covering him. That's who Evans is going to draw this week. So I am leaving Evans on the bench. Matt. Tight ends. You ready for this one? I mean, I could go Gronk, but I've already done that way too much. I got a big, juicy matchup. I am going with Jimmy Graham. Finally, start this guy. He's averaging at least 10 points per game over the over the season so far. Uh, the Saints defense is not that good against tight ends. They have given up six touchdowns, and opposing tight ends are averaging second-most fantasy points at 18.9 points a game. That is insane. Jimmy Graham has seen 19 targets the last three games, 13 catches and a touchdown. I think he gets six six catches and a touchdown this week, maybe two touchdowns, and really lights up your fantasy roster lineup this week. You said you, were, you wanted to go Gronk? I am going Gronk. Starting this week, Rob Gronkowski at the New York Giants. Gronk's back, baby, for sure. Gronk is second in fantasy points with the tight end spot since week five. Giants gave up 13-plus points to Richard Rodgers last week and the week before that to Logan Thomas. Gronk spike coming this weekend. Faux show. Who we sit on the bench at tight end, Matt? Sitting on the bench, I'm going with Gerald Everett. Listen, I know he had a good game. People are pumped up about him. Sean McVay said he wants to give him the ball more. He had four catches, 28 yards, and a nice touchdown. That touchdown did pad the fantasy stats. But Miami is allowing third fewest fantasy points to tight ends. No tight ends have scored over 8.5 points per game, which that means their defense is stout. And they've held Big Kittle to just 8.4 points on four catches when uh, they played the Dolphins and got blown out. So this Do- Dolphins defense is great against the tight end position. I th- I would say here, Gerald Everett, maybe two to three catches for under 20 yards. Not going to get you much. Sit Gerald Everett this week. I'm going to go Evan Ingram first to Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night also. Ingram is struggling this year, ranked 17th in fantasy points. Bucks defense has allowed an average of 48 yards of tight ends. Not the week you want to keep Evan Ingram in your lineup. Now we're going to jump to the pick five segment where we pick five games, not against a spread, just straight up. I'm 19-11 on the season. Matt, what's your record? I am 19-11 as well. Caught your ass last week going 4-1. and one. I am a beast. Moving forward, I'm going to be whooping that ass the rest of the season. Here we go. First game, we got the Cleveland Browns versus the Oakland Raiders. Matt, where are you going? I am going with the Las Vegas Raiders, not the Oakland Raiders. Oh, shit. My bad. But I think it's going to be a great game. I think this is a game, if the Raiders want to stay relevant, they got to Chucky and the team's got to get this team motivated. Uh, Derek Carr has been playing pretty solid. 
Uh, did throw those two picks. I did tell you he was going to turn the ball over last week, and he did. Um, but I think he bounces back nicely against this Browns defense. Uh, Browns are 31st in points against, so I think the Raiders are going to be able to move the ball. I think Carr plays good. I think Jacobs has a good game. I'm going with Las Vegas Raiders over the old Browns. I'm going to take the Brownies in this one. Listen, I just – Baker Mayfield clicking last week. Looked good on that final drive. I know there is no um, OBJ this week. He's done for the season with a knee injury, but big week coming from Jarvis Landry and my man Rashard Higgins. I think the Browns keep it rolling and get a big win. Game number two, we are going to look at the Indianapolis Colts at the Detroit Lions, man. This is a very intriguing game here that I'm actually pumped to see, watch on the red zone, get all the highlights. But uh, the Lions, listen, we shit-talked them. We said, Matt, Patricia, see you later, pal. And all of a sudden, they start winning. They're 3-3. Three and three. This is a huge game for them. And Colts coming off a of bye this is a huge game for them at 4-2. and two. These two teams are very similar. Points per game, Detroit's averaging 24.8 points. Indianapolis is averaging 25.8. Yards per game, Detroit's averaging 356 yards. Indianapolis is averaging 365 yards. Pass yards, Detroit, Matt Stafford's averaging 254.3. Phillip Rivers, the old man, is averaging 250.3. Rush yards, Detroit's at 101.8, and Indy's at 115.3. Jonathan Taylor, are you going to get a rolling, pal? Uh, DeAndre Swift is a great player, and he's starting to turn up. Uh, there's one deciding factor in this game, and it's Indianapolis ranks first with 10 interceptions in the league. I think they do get the Matty Stafford. I think they get a, a pick or two, and I think it's going to be the deciding fa factor, and the Colts win by a field goal. Yeah, I'm going Colts here, too. I think this is Jonathan Taylor's coming out party. The Lions allow 131.8 yards per game on the ground. I think this is the big week for Jonathan Taylor. And the Colts are second in total team defense this year on the year, allowing 288 yards per game. So I think Stafford and company should have a little bit of trouble moving the ball in this one. The third game, Matt, we're going to go. The Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens. This is going to be a fantastic game. I can't wait to watch this one. Uh, listen, I'm going with the Steelers until they lose. I, I do think they're going to split the Ravens. Um, but listen, they're undefeated. They're going to the damn Super Bowl, and they're my team, so I'm sticking with them. I got the Steelers this week. Lamar Jackson has been sacked already 15 times. I think he's going to get sacked. I'm calling bold statement. Lamar Jackson is going to get sacked six times versus the old Steelers defense this week. The Steelers D is going to continue to make a name for themselves, and they are going to get on this Baltimore offense who hasn't been as good as they would like to be. I know the stats are decent for Lamar Jackson. Ten touchdowns, two picks. Does have 346 rushing yards. The guy only has 12 touchdowns, so he's not in the MVP consideration this year. Um, Ingram's frustrated. J.K. Dobbins really hasn't got it rolling. I think the Steelers really have a great offense. 
I think James Conner averaging 75 yards a game. The guy is just pummeling defenders. I think he's going to stand up big time this week and have a huge game in the Steelers' role, baby. I'm going to take the Ravens in this one. I think John Harbaugh after a bye is dangerous. He's 9-3 and three against the spread after a bye. The Ravens are under Harbaugh. I think the Ravens figure it out in this one, get the ground game going. Six sacks is a lot to ask. I know their front seven is nasty, but the Ravens' tackles are pretty good. Ravens' interior O-line isn't great, so Steelers might be able to make some hayway there, but I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens in this one. Next, Chargers go to Denver. I got the Chargers here. I think this one's pretty simple. Uh, This league, the NFL league, has adapted to an offensive league. And just looking here, Herbert is averaging 308.4 yards passing compared to Drew Locke, who is struggling 169.8 yards. The guy is just really struggling. 55.9 completion percentage, one touchdown to four picks. They haven't been able to get that offense going. I think Melvin Gordon will help getting the bulk load of the carries. But between Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, they really – don't have a true identity. The defense has a lot of injuries. Uh, I think Herbert is playing insane. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I mean, the guy's just throwing the ball to people we don't even know of. Um, Big Guyton, I think I think the Chargers roll here and win by at least 10 points. I'm also taking the Chargers in this one. The weather scares me a little bit. Obviously, going to be shitty in Denver, as it always is. This time of year, but I think Melvin, um, not Melvin Gordon, Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly get the ground game going, and Herbert will find Hunter Henry for a touchdown in this one. I think the Chargers get the W, a much needed W, as they're both two and four, both look to stay in a wild card race. And finally, the New Orleans Saints go to the Chicago Bears. Yeah, baby. I called the Bears. I'm sticking with them. Their offense wasn't that great last week. Big Brian Greasy called out Matt Nagy on TV. I think Nagy's going to go to the well. He's going to make the adjustments. Listen, the Saints have only played one top 10 defense this year. It was Tampa Bay. It was the first game, and their defense bailed them out of that game with Brady throwing that pick six. Breeze was was not that great in that game against the Tampa Bay defense, 18-30, a buck 60. Did throw two TDs efficient there, but the yards weren't there. He didn't carry them. Um, so I think he's going to face the Bears who are ranked 10. I think they bring a huge disadvantage for the Saints. I don't know if they're going to be able to uh, put up the points uh, that they need. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I see the Bears in an ugly one, 17-13. to 13. I think they hold the Saints. Matt Nagy gets creative. Jimmy Graham gets in the end zone. Foles finds him, and the Bears fans are going nuts at 5-2. and two. I'm gonna make a prediction here. Sorry, I'm six and say two. The Mitchell Trubisky comes into the game this week and they bench Foles. Foles just looks terrible, struggling mightily. This I know Allen Robinson's a little banged up too in concussion protocol, so if he doesn't play, helps the chance of the Saints. I'm going Saints here in an ugly, ugly one. It's supposed to be high thirties here with a chance of snow, chance of rain, chance of snow. So I'm gonna go. Saints here, even though it's outside and Breeze has dudes don't, don't like to play outside, I'm going to go Saints here. 
DraftKings time, Daily Fantasy time. Here we go. Matt's going to give you a lineup for the Panthers and Falcons game on Thursday night. Matt, take it away. Listen, can I just say before I get started, I call Hakeem Butler being sneaking in the end zone. They threw him a touchdown right into him, and the guy couldn't go up and get it. Sorry, I can't catch the passes for him, but I can call it before it happens. So listen to this lineup because it's about to be juicy, and it's going to be a winner, and I'm calling all the shots. Here we go. At the captain, wearing the crown, I'm going with DJ Moore, $12,300, big-time player, high yards per catch. Get him in there. In the flex position, Robbie Anderson, 9,200 yards. Bridgewater's going to be tossing around the yard to his favorite two receivers. Mark it down. At running back and another flex, Mike Davis, 8,800 yards. Boom. I'm going with Todd Gurley. This time he's going to score his touchdowns on purpose, 8,400 yards. Big-time receiver, Julio Julio Jones, 9,800 yards on my flex. And my last one is going to be Olamide Zacchaeus, $1,000. All he's going to do is catch two touchdowns, sorry, two passes, and he's going to have one long touchdown, I think a touchdown of at least 20-plus yards. That's going to be a slam dunk lineup. I like that a lot. I like DJ Moore in the captain spot, two touchdowns last week. So I'm going to give you four players where you can find some value this week if you do daily fantasy, DraftKings, or FanDuel, whatever you do. At the quarterback spot, we are going with Derek Carr at the Cleveland Browns at $5,500. Cleveland has allowed the third most passing yards to quarterbacks on the season and the seventh most passing passing touchdowns to quarterbacks. So Carr is a cheap option there. Our running back, Gio Bernard. Versus the Tennessee Titans at $5,800 pending. No, Joe, mixing in that one. At the wide receiver spot, Nelson Aguilar at the Cleveland Browns, $4,700. Aguilar balled out week seven with 25 points. Has caught 75% of the passes that Carr has thrown his way. That's a crazy number. 19.5 yards per reception with four touchdowns this season. Ruggs is back, and but I still don't think it matters. Aguilar is a good value play this week in DraftKings. And at the tight end spot, we're going John New Smith at Cincinnati with $4,100. Smith had zero catches last week, only on two targets versus the tough Steelers secondary. Bengals defense is allowed 480 yards of tight end, second most in the NFL bounce back week. For Smith at $4,100, I think he gets it to the end zone. Money time, bitches. Here we go. To the pick segment of the pod. I struggled last week, 2-5. and five. Worst showing of the year. Brought my record to 18-17. and 17. One game above 500. We took some overs last week that didn't hit. Hawaii over let us down. It's not. It's because they're not on the island yet. Wait till they get on that fucking island, boy. Points will be flying around down there. Matt, how'd you do last week? Man, I came in red hot. Five and two last week. Three and oh in the NFL. I'm now eight and one out of my last nine NFL picks. I started the season one and five because of COVID. I had no clue how to pick them. I am now 15 and 15. A lovely 500 after starting off super bad. I am red hot. Make sure you listen in because I'm giving out straight heat. 
All right, Matt, start us off. First pick of the weekend. Start them off. I think I've been picking them every week, and it's been a winner every week. Kansas State getting points. Are you kidding me? Plus three and a half. It seems like they always get points, and they just blow teams out. They're playing a Bunga Cota Crippy WVU team that just lost to Texas Tech. They barely – they pulled away late against Kansas, and they played Baylor, and Baylor stinks. So I think Kansas State lays the hammer down in Morgantown. Take Kansas State three and a half. It is easy as you're going to get all weekend long. I like that too. I almost had that on my car, but I did not. First pick I'm going to give you guys is the Alabama over versus Mississippi State over 63 and a half. Alabama's offense is rolling, averaging 48.4 points per game, 566 total yards, 397 coming through the air. I know Mississippi State struggles on offense, only scoring 18.5 points per game, but Bama's probably going to score upwards of 45 points. If Mississippi State can get us three touchdowns, hopefully uh, hopefully they score early to uh, so Bama pours on a little bit over. 63 and a half Alabama Mississippi State. Next pick, I'm going right to rival week. And we got a few in the Big Ten. And I am sticking with that Michigan, Michigan State game. I'm going under 52 and a half. If you can get at 53, even better. My reasoning is I think Michigan proved that they are a pretty good team, pretty good defense. I think they're going to hold this Michigan State team to under 10 points. I see a 37 to 10 Michigan win. The weather could be a little crappy out there. So that's why I'm going with the under. I think this is a great value, a great pick. Michigan D is going to turn up under 52 and a half. Here we go. I'm taking Wake Forest minus 10 and a half versus Syracuse. Syracuse played their best game last week versus Clemson, shot their load. Expect a letdown coming in this spot. Wake averages 40 points per game. I think Sam Harper and the boys run it up on the Qs. Minus Wake Forest, minus 10 and a half. All right, my next one, I am taking UNC, minus six and a half over Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia stinks. They're one in four. I think UNC bounced back last week, pumbled NC State. Sam Howe. The guy's going to put one together against a stinky Virginia team. Mac Brown, he's been coaching up the boys after that Florida State loss. It was tough, but I think the boys are back for out for revenge. Yes, they might be looking forward to their next few games over the schedule with the big Notre Dame, but I think they handle business over Virginia, and they win by at least two touchdowns. I got UNC minus six and a half. Next pick, UCF. Versus Houston over. The total is 82 and a half. I'm addicted to taking overs. It's 82 and a half. That is so high. It's I think you have to take the over if it's that high because they assume points are going to be flowing in that game. UCF, UCF's offense is rolling with Dylan Gabriel. And you know Houston and Dana Holverson love to run it up. So I'm going to take the over. 82 and a half with the big number. You better t- get yourself a Lady Bly for that game because you're going to be on edge. You're going to need points at every second. But I like it. All right, my last college football pick. Listen, I'm sticking with them. It's the same spread. Last week I took BYU minus 28 and a half, and they covered easily no problem. You were probably in bed 
and your money was stacking up. This week, take BYU minus 28 and a half over Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky stinks. It doesn't even matter if they're good. Zach Wilson's that good. He's one of the best players in the country, and he's going to lead his team every single weekend. Western Kentucky, you're up, and you're going to get knocked down and crushed by the big hammer, Zach Wilson. BYU minus 28.5. I like that a lot. My pick is I'm taking BYU first half minus 17. Like Matt said, Zach Wilson, we're going to pound them early, early and often. BYU's offense line is huge and nasty and physical. It's not fair. They got like 25-year-old Mormon dudes over there that have like 12 wives and don't drink booze and shit, leaving – living a uh, healthy, clean lives, going on those fucking Mormon visits and shit. And, uh, so, yeah, BYU minus 17. First half. All right, I'm moving on to the NFL where I am red hot. I have been killing it all season in the NFL. Like I said, five, or 3-0 and last week. I'm going to easily go 3-0 and this week. So make sure you pay attention. Here we go. First one, it's a lock. Lock pick of the week. I got Chargers versus Broncos over 44 and a half. Lock that in as soon as you hear this. Herbert, we said we love him. Chargers are going to score 31 points. I think the Broncos are going to sneak in some garbage points, make it close at the end. They're going to get 20. It's going to be 31-20. Boom, that's 51. Way over. Easy lock. I like it. I like it. I'm going to give you my lock of the week. It's a Friday night pick. Marshall minus 23 and a half. Marshall is the real deal on defense, along just 265 yards per game. Running back Brendan Knox is a thundering herds go to guy. They love to run the ball and pound everybody. Florida International gave up 40, 444 yards to FCS Jacksonville State. Marshall is going to put it on them. Don't expect much from FIU. Marshall, minus 23 and a half. All right, next NFL pick. I got two stinky teams, the Eagles versus the Cowgirls, Philadelphia versus Old Dallas. Listen, I'm going over 43 and a half. I think these two teams, they don't have defense. I think it's going to be an ugly game, maybe a couple pick sixes, but I think points will be scored, enough points. I could see a 27-23 game here. So that over is going to be hit easy, 43.5, mark it down. I like it. I like it. I'm going to go Saints, Bears, under 43.5. Bears are terrible on offense. Like I said, Big Dick Nick struggling right now. You got to put that long out more. Breeze is not like the cold weather at all. I don't think anyone on the Saints do. They're a dome team. It's going to be high 30s with a chance of rain. Give me the under at. 43 and a half. Also, my second NFL pick, it is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. I know Matt just shook his head in disagreement, but I'm going to go Ravens in this one. Like I spread, said, Jim Har- John Harbaugh is 9-3 and three at, against the spread after a bye. Give me the Ravens minus 4 versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow, that's tough to swallow, tough to hear. But I'm going with my last NFL pick. It's an absolute winner. I got the Bills minus three and a half over New England. Cam Newton stinks. 
They don't know who their quarterback is. They don't know who their running back is. They have zero receivers. Edelman's all banged up. The team is atrocious. The Bills haven't been playing good, but I think Josh Allen goes to the well here, finds big digs down the field for two touchdowns. I think the Bills win by at least seven. I got the Bills minus three and a half. Here we go, prop bets for Thursday night football between the Falcons and the Panthers. Matt, where's your prop? Where's the winner at? Winner is my captain for the night. I'm going with DJ Moore to score a touchdown, plus 165. Mark that down. That's easy green grass. I like that. DJ Moore, big week last week. Going to keep it rolling. I'm going to go touchdown score as well. Hayden Hurst of the Atlanta Falcons, the tight end, is going to get into the end zone this week. Julio's back. I know Julio's back. Calvin Ridley and Todd Gurley, everyone's healthy there. But Jared Cook last week found his way into the end zone and had four targets. So I think Hurst does something similar versus the Carolina Panthers. That's going to do it for Run the Damn Ball tonight. We gave you guys fantasy start sit. We gave you guys daily fantasy stuff. We gave you guys our winners for the weekend. Matt looks to stay hot in the NFL. I'm going to look to bounce back and give you guys some winners this weekend. Matt, anything to send our listeners off with? Kansas State's going to keep it rolling. Make sure you get that cheese locked in, baby, because plus three and a half again for Kansas State. I take them every week, and they're going to continue to roll. Zach Wilson will bring the hammer for BYU. You ain't got to worry about that one. We are going to give you tons of winners. We are going to set you up. We have set you up for a successful fantasy weekend. Let's go. Fuck yeah, baby. Happy Halloween, bitches. <laughs>